Welcome to another great edition of After the Season Podcast with J.C. Ruffin. That be me. I'm your host. Hey, listen, this podcast does nothing without you, so we need you to do a couple of things, all right? Like, share, and of course, click that subscribe button and make sure that you tap in. We already know you're here for a reason. You're about to get an answer. If you haven't seen any other episodes after you watch this one, tap into a few more. But this one right here, getting ready to be crazy because I have my brother with me, okay? Yeah. Now, we actually did some damage together at Bowie State University. He did more damage than I did. <laughs> I am okay with having a humble beginning in this conversation. Love, <laughs> my love. guy, Amir Hall, what's up, dude? Nothing, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you. Always, as yeah. always, love, man, for sure. 100%. Okay, so uh, football star, literally, star uh, from Bowie Murray. Something like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, 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 no. We're going to put it all out yeah. today, okay? Because um, there's no reason. I'm personally start this off by saying there's no reason why you shouldn't be in the NFL today. Sure. Um, you was Black College Player of the Year. Um, you got Doug Williams Awards. You got you was CIAA Player of the Century. Mm -hmm. Okay, at this point, um, every week Amir Hall's name was on some sort of record Love. for the week. So, um, but let's backtrack before we get to that point. Let's backtrack. Did you always know you wanted to be a football player? And I ask everybody this question mm -hmm. because sometimes it starts off differently. But did you always think you wanted to do that? Um, I think you know, growing up in an environment that. Especially young black man, we grew up and we see, you know, you see LeBron, you see Jordan, mm -hmm. you just around it. Like you constantly around it 24-7 and that kind of consumes you to the point. So, yeah, I kind of always knew my brother uh, got drafted by the Browns um, when I was younger okay. and a couple of different people from the area. So you just around, around it, you it. see, you see people going. So you're like, all right, it's just like a assembly line almost like you mm -hmm. like, man, I'm next up. Like, yeah, you're just waiting for your opportunity. So seeing people like my brother and different people in the community go, you just kind of. You know, you just kind of gravitate towards that and yeah. just waiting for your opportunity. So, yeah, I guess you can say, like, I kind of always just wanted to do it, I guess. The atmosphere made you. Yeah, the atmosphere. It's like you really, you had options, but, you know, when you consume the basketball, football, <laughs> baseball. Right. You're picking one of them sports, right. you know what I'm saying? Right, so right. it's just the atmosphere for sure. Amazing that you said baseball because, you know, they've made it, they've outpriced it for the African-American community. Oh, for sure. Um, in a space where it's like, eh, I don't know if they really want us in MLB, mm -hmm. but we have a whole Jackie Robinson day now. Exactly. So it kind of kind of makes you wonder, yeah. especially as an athlete, like, do I really belong? But mm -hmm. when you see athletes uh, that are that look like us and are successful, especially when it comes to athletes and, and basketball and football, right? you know, you it's kind of like a no-brainer, like I belong here, so I'm gonna shoot for this shot. Exactly. Uh, but as you as you went through your life, um, were your parents super involved in making sure that you were in? Because you know AAU and basketball yeah. is different from like Pop Warner and football. So how yeah. how, was, how was the upbringing? Man, definitely shout out to both of my parents, <laughs> Alex and Pat Hall. They're gonna see this. So yes, they are. Special yes, they are. special shout out to them for being able to. I had I have a brother and I have a, another sister. Mm -hmm. I'm the youngest, so just seeing them able to manage all of us with all of our sports, whether it be practice, going to games, yeah. making games, like they just doing a whole bunch of moving, and still taking the time out to t teach us the morals and principles right. of what comes with sports. And they have an athletic background too. My father played basketball and my mother hoop, so it was nice. like, it's literally like. Man, it's, it's in you from like the time like I was born. Like he was born with a football. Yeah, like <laughs> he was born with a, a ball. And yeah, just something, something you gonna do something athletic or something yeah. moving. But um, but shout out to my dad too. He put me. He he always put me in stuff like I had piano lessons okay. growing up. So he exposed me to other different stuff. It wasn't always just ball, but it's just kind of like man, you. 
you know you about to play, play ball, ball for right, real, yeah, for yeah. real. So, man, shout out to both of them. Um, the upbringing was phenomenal. I always tell people, like, your foundation is everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I see when I went to college, like, people foundation who was rocky, they got to college and was wilding out. You know what I'm saying? So We can lame a lot of yeah, them. Yeah. <laughs> we can go down the list. Um, but having that strong core, two household parents, yeah. seeing that, seeing real love on a on a front line, on mm-hmm. a daily, knowing what that looks like, man, it's a... I would always tell people like that's one of my biggest blessings for sure. It's I'm honored that you say that because I always said it um, to both of my parents. So you know it's very rare, unfortunately, that the the dual parent household still exists. Yeah. Right. Um, my parents are 30 years in, no scandals, no nothing. None of that. Still married. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Still driving each other insane. So, you know, I think, that, I think that means yeah, that's real though. at this point, right? So, nah, for sure. But the, the thought process is, um, you know, every time there's somebody that makes it to the, to the top, mm-hmm. you only hear about one parent. Yeah. Instead of it being, um, you know, a salute to both the households and things of that nature. And I feel like it's an anomaly, unfortunately, that we can say that we came from that and still had an, a great athletic career. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you go back and you look to all of these different stories, you got, oh, my mom's this. I never knew my dad. Mm-hmm. Or um, I, I wish he was here. Right. Or, you know, or, they, or later on down the line, they come into the picture because the kid then made it. And now, you know, so it's a lot of different situations. But I think it's, it's impor- imperative to, to point out um, that you are able to say you know both of your parents and yeah. they're still engaged in your life. Still going at it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it. So let's like let's tap into let's tap into let's tap into the sport. Did you always start with football or cuz you said your parents both played basketball, you have other siblings. Right. I know your brother, you said gra- got drafted to the Browns, mm-hmm. but did you always start with football? Um it was weird like you know when it was football season you want to be grow up and play football. When it was basketball season, you want to be a basketball player. When Correct. it's baseball season, dang, I'm gonna try to hit the league in baseball. You know what I'm saying? So I was always kind of. I never had that one sport of like. As I got older, and them hoop dreams, like, cause you know basketball, not only in PG County but all the Maryland, like we got yeah. hoopers and they they so. hooping 24 seven. Very much so. I'm playing different sports. Um, so when I got to high school. It was like, let me just stick with football. You learned it, rapidly. This, yeah, these <laughs> these hoopers is getting out of control. Like, they they around the clock with it. So I was like, man, by the time I got to high school, I'm like, man, I'm going to just play football for sure. Okay. Yeah. Was it always quarterback? Because, yeah. I mean, you got the height. Nah, for sure. For a lot of different other positions. I have my father to attest to that. Like, he always wanted me in that. I mean, initially growing up, it was you. of course you play different positions. Mm. But he himself, like, he wanted me to play quarterback, be that leader, be that head of a team. Um of course, when you're younger, you don't understand. Like, mm. I ain't understand what he... I'm like, Dad, I'm trying to play corner. I'm right. trying to play receiver. Right, but he right. was like, nah, you know, play quarterback. And as I've gotten older, I have understand, like, what comes with that okay. and what it shaped you for. So playing quarterback, yeah. Learn a lot just learn, from that one position. Man, learn, man, you learn a lot from just playing quarterback. So, okay, so mm-hmm. now Dad has put you in a perspective of being able to say, you're going to play quarterback. Um, how was the adjustment? Because mentally you have to get there, right? You have to get there from being able to be in a space of saying, I know what I want to do, but dad is trying to dictate. Did it ever have any friction in that decision-making process? No, I think it's funny. I feel like my father's always been like, he going like this. Like he, he, he's been, he's been probably like a lot of moves in my young life so far. He's been right. 
majority of the time. Like he been spot on. Um, he always tell him like he's been ahead of his time. You know what I'm saying with all this nil stuff and all this right, stuff going right, on. Right, he right, was already yeah. on that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So it was never a clash of of any of that. It was sort of me like, man, let me embrace it. You know what I'm saying. Let me just see what it's about. And yeah. it's actually it's fun. You yeah. know what I'm saying. You get the get the love and the glory, but right. also on the other side of that, the flip side of that is like when you lose, it's on you too. You know what yeah. I'm saying. So you better. I don't know. I just enjoyed it, and yeah. over time, like I just started to like really, really embrace it, and you know, just take heed to it. Well, let's get into the embrace because mm-hmm. um, you you rapping it like Chris Brown right now, and, <laughs> and and so the the question becomes, um, you know, you went to what middle school? Benjamin Tasker. Okay, so mm-hmm. in the area, Tasker was actually a decent middle school, right? Uh, and then uh, you know, middle school, and I asked middle school because a lot of the times, especially when we was coming up, mm-hmm. you started learning your transition sport in middle school, exactly, compared to like how it is now in high school. It's like you, some people can do the dual yeah. situation, but in middle school, you knew exactly. Yeah, what you, you know what time it was. That. Uh, how how did middle school, if any, especially at Tasker, did it prepare for you to go to high school? Um, I had a, a coach in middle school playing basketball, and he was like my introduction to what college and high school coaches may look like. Okay. So he was honest. <laughs> Shout out to Coach Jefferson. Um, oh, you know he made an impression if he still remembers. Man, that. I remember. Man, <laughs> like you know, like I remember. Like I remember yeah. everybody who's been along my journey and helped me. So yeah. shout out to uh, Coach Jefferson for sure. Like that was the first time I threw up in a practice. Shit. And I'm like, hold up, like yeah, you know, coming true. from Boys and Girls Club, you yeah. used to. You know, all right, practice from six to eight. We're going to do a little bit of running. But just the intensity of it yeah. in middle school, it kind of was like, I was like, oh, damn. Like, oh, man, it's yeah. like, it's here. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So middle school definitely, like, kind of prepped me for what high school and college may potentially look like. For sure. So by the time you got out of middle school, were you automatically going to Riverdale or did you transfer to Riverdale? Man, it's a story with that within itself. Okay, so take me to the ninth grade year. Ninth grade year, I'm at Bowie High School. Okay. Public school. Um, PG County. PG County. I'm not as tall as I am now. I'm probably like, I still haven't hit my, I'm still like, man, I don't even know how, I'm short though. I'm okay. super short. Um, and everybody in high school I see is like maturing a little bit faster than me as far as like mm-hmm. the physical aspect of everything. Okay. So go to ninth grade, trial for the team. I get cut from the team. Yeah, I get cut. Um, my father's kind of hot about it. Um, so he makes a couple phone calls. <laughs> he makes a couple phone calls. Be involved, Dad. Yeah, we love it. Yeah, we love it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Frontline, front line soldier for sure. So he literally made a couple calls, um, got me back on the team. That whole ninth grade year, I sit down. Like, I'm on a bench. Like, the coaches really, they they not really, they like, all right, he, he just kind of got on the team. Like, so I'm just sitting, I'm sitting the whole, I'm sitting down the whole year. I'm on Did a bench. Did you feel like he was outcasted because of that phone call that was made? Yeah. Okay. In, in, in some ways, um, but really, like, just throughout that whole year, just like not getting in the game, I was holding like, you know, the the kickers like they have people. Um, I was the placeholder, like holding well, the ball so for the kicker. The, so you going out on the field? To, yeah. Okay. I'm holding right. the I'm holding the ball for the kickers to make field goals. Wow. So that put that put me like at a, like when you go to zero, it was like mm-hmm. damn, like, and you see all your other friends, you know, getting all the shine, you know. Mm-hmm making stuff happen and that kind of like really like that that taught me a lot of what it's like to be in boy be the man at like boys and girls club and you mm-hmm. playing all the time to get into that level you're not even seeing the field so fast forward to 10th grade um 
Well, had, hold on before you go there because uh, you just said something. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, it, it kind of jumped in when you said it. Yeah. The popularity that comes with oh, yeah. playing sports and you went from being the man immediately. How does that mentally, because mm -hmm. even in ninth grade, there's a mental aspect that's attached to that. Yeah. Especially sure. being I'm 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 super popular. Mm -hmm. You might get all the girls, right. or you know, whoever everybody knows your name, you get out of class, all these yeah. different things. And while it might sound small to some people, mm -hmm. like that's major at that age bracket. Yeah. How did you handle that mentally? Because I can see that it still was like one of those things, your mental was like, all right, I got something for you. Yeah, like I think now like Looking back at it, it's like I didn't have the, the proper self-awareness I needed to have for that. Okay. So you subconsciously just kind of, you know, you just, I don't know, you don't think about it mm -hmm. and you just kind of like push it to the side. Like you're not really acknowledging how you mm -hmm. really, really feel. Right. You just kind of like, uh, I don't know, it just kind of get pushed to the side. I didn't really like how I deal with it now. I'm more right. self-aware of a lot of things. So, right. but I think back then I kind of was just like, man, it's cool. Like you just going with the flow. Yeah, it's cool. All my other friends getting a shine, right. but you didn't, I didn't really address it at that young of an age. And of course, because, and, and it's also imperative to point that out because at this day and age, mm -hmm. you have not only high schoolers, but elementary school kids that are taking their lives because of these things. Oh, it's we crazy. Have, we didn't have social media at this nah, stage. Like we sure. were kind of growing into it. Right. Yeah. We was the, growing into it for we, sure. So, you know, we were in that space where we still could dictate based upon our friend groups right. versus it being one of those things where social media mm -hmm. dictated how we were able to live and we didn't look like this or we didn't. Sure. So I, I, that's the reason why I asked that question of what your mental capacity was like because you got some kids that's not making it to the ninth grade right no, now. No, exactly. It was just so like, I can't even remember. It was like a feeling of like going to school, like, you know, like, like, yeah, bro, I made the team. Mm -hmm. And you know, all the girls like, yeah, mm -hmm. we see who made the team, who on the team. Yeah. And you just like, bro, like, they ain't on the team. Like, you just feel a way, like, mm -hmm. I can't even explain it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like looking back at it now, I don't know. I just couldn't even, just wasn't self-aware of how I was even feeling. So, yeah, yeah. But so 10th grade. 10th grade, um, I get hurt, but I'm starting, to, I'm starting to grow a little bit. I'm coming into my own a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and... I didn't play that whole year because I was I was hurt, but that was gonna be the year I was like stepping to it, start getting a little bit more respect from the coaches and all that. And then, um, summer of like going into eleventh grade year, my father makes another call like <laughs> this man the president. He make he making another call like <laughs> this man the president. Yeah, like for real though. He like he told me like you going to Riverdale Baptist, a private school in uh, PG, and I'm like. I'm a public school dude. I'm not going to private school with these kids yeah. or none of that. Like, I don't even know what you, I don't know, Dad. Like, I, I don't, I don't know about that. I'm not. It was doing a mixed that. emotion back then. Yeah, like going to private school. It was like it was like you a nerd. Like all them titles are so like I, I didn't really. I, all my friends was basically in public school. For uh -huh. real. I didn't have a lot of private school friends, so you kind of put that stigma on private school. Like, man, these kids is nerds. They dweebs. They the carpool all of lines. that. We go find yeah. No, nah, for real though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like, but so that tenth grade year, um, no, not the tenth grade year. That heading into my eleventh grade uh -huh. year, um, I never forget this one time. I was at practice with Bowie, and my mom pulls up. Like while I'm at practice, I'm like, why you hit? She was like, my, you know, dad told me to come get you. I got to take you over to Riverdale practice. I'm like, it's the middle of practice. Like, I'm not even going to. I'm like, he dead serious. Wait, like, what? <laughs> like, nah, yeah. Wait. Yeah. Are you even in 
enrolled. So you enrolled at Riverdale, but you was going to. It was like the summertime. Like they was kind of like you get tested to try to get enrollment and stuff. I had took the got test. Got it. Got it. So you I didn't. Still wait. I didn't even know like my score. Like I didn't even know if I was in yet. But he knew. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he the registrar. Yeah, like he, <laughs> he knew, but he didn't even know for real. So okay, moms right. comes get me from practice. I'm in the car like mad, pissed, all that. Like I cannot believe. Like I'm in the middle of all my practice stuff, like, and I gotta go over to a private school. So I go over there, um, and I'm just on some like, you know how you just go into a room, you like, well, I ain't even really rocking with y'all for facts, real. Like, facts, yeah, facts. I'm thinking I'm bigger than everybody for yeah. sure. But I go to practice and I actually enjoy it. I know some people I had went to task with was there. Wow. So I was like, dang, this it's not that bad. But I didn't really understand what my father was doing at the time, but he knew Riverdale was properly like a better structured school for me, mm-hmm. academics, um, and I, uh, athletically he knew I was shine too. It was just a small school, yeah. and so he, yeah, he knew. So I ended up making a transition to Riverdale. It's I a, leave Bowie. It's a crazy, it's a crazy situation based upon you saying the room, right? Mm. We always talk about the room, getting yeah. in the room, and here you are walking into a room that you didn't even think you belonged in, but your father believed you belonged in. Yeah. And then you get in there, and even with a, a heart of coal, you finally start warming up, and you're like, yeah. no, 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 actually, I, this room kind of cool. Yeah, I'm rocking with it for yeah. sure. I'm rocking <laughs> with it. like, And going to Riverdale, now I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm named like the official starter. Like I know I'm the starting quarterback of this team. And that first year we won the championship. Wait a minute, hold on. Immediately. Yeah. So wait, 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 wait. So the first two years. Yeah, it's a lot, man. No, no, it's a no, lot. no, 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 no. Like, yeah. Because what happens is the first two years, and most of the time, first of all, let's let's make sure we deem this properly. Mm-hmm. Most people would quit in the oh, first two years because they didn't sure. play. So the first one you didn't play, and you had to get the phone call. Yeah. Just to get on the team. Yeah, just to get on the team. The second one, mm-hmm. you get hurt. You yeah. like at some point, especially in this day and age with the kids now, they're mm-hmm. like, "Yo, maybe this ain't for me. I'm finna go do YouTube." They ready to fold, yeah. So by that, so you the transition of being able to see why you were supposed to be able to go in those rooms even by not playing, mm-hmm. built the character to go yeah. to Riverdale. So now nah, it's sure. like you got a chip, but you don't have a chip. Right, exactly. Okay. So going like just being in that oh, this is good. environment. At Riverdale, it was people like I was intimidated, like academically, like them people was on in that school, like four point nos. We had a different grading scale than public schools, like yeah. so. I'm dealing with all that, like yeah, I never went over there. I yeah, was, like I knew my limitations. Yeah, it's it's serious. <laughs> it's serious I though. Knew my limitations, I ain't, that ain't my thing. Nah, for real. So it's <laughs> it can it can be a lot for me because I wasn't always the best, like academically. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But just being in that space of environment it like forced you to be better mm. you know what i'm saying so just being in that space just getting a little better like every single day it, yeah. it really like it really helped out with a with a lot of aspects in my life so sure. you're starting immediately mm-hmm. what does that do you to your mental capacity and two-part what does that do to your mental capacity and how does that make you look at the people at the other school it does a lot for my mental it's like finally like damn like I'm finally kind of getting my just do. I'm mm-hmm. just sitting down for two years, mm-hmm. um, and just overall just wanting to play for real. Like I just wanted to get out there and just show what I can do. And our first game we ended up winning. 
and to answer the second part of your question, like, yeah, I was definitely swagging on the other school. <laughs> so like, oh yeah, y'all didn't like messed up for real. Like I'm about to really like come over here and and really turn up for real. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was that was like younger me acting out of my ego and all that. But it's, but yeah. it's, but it's important though. Yeah, right? for sure. Because that happens. Like we carry you on weight that. We don't necessarily yeah, have to. Yeah, it felt good to release. Correct. Just to get on the field and, like, honestly just walk the field. Like, I know I'm starting today. I don't got to, like, really look over my shoulder. And I just get to play the sport I love, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, in front of a new environment, new teammates. Um, yeah. How was the embrace? Because eventually when you walked in, you didn't want to be in the room. How did, how did the room embrace you? Um, It was cool, man. It was my first day over there. Um. Like I said, I had a guy from middle school I played with. He was a little older than me. Mm-hmm. So he kind of, like, already told the team, like, look, this is my man. Like, And I kind of already got the like the fake check-in a little bit. <laughs> so I was cool. But throughout practice, I was I was, I was was having a good practice. So mm-hmm. people would come up to me like, damn, bro, like, you what we missing for real. Like, this is what we need for real. And one of my best friends to this day, um, Johnny Pickett, like, he, he walked up. He really embraced me, like, yeah. You know how to throw that football a little bit, huh? Like, I always remember the words he, he said to me. So that kind of gave me, like, you know, it killed me. Like, I was a part of the team yeah. that, like, that banged with me, the, like, the long way. So that felt, like, really good. So 11th grade, mm-hmm. y'all win championships. What happens to recruiting process? Because Ooh, you getting, you getting, have, you getting, yeah, you, you on one today. You didn't have no recruitment Man. in the first few <laughs> years. And then immediately now, all of a sudden, who's this kid? Man, I still don't get recruited. My junior year. Huh? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. I still I still don't get recruited my junior year. One, the type of offense I'm in, it's a wing two a wing T offense for anybody that knows that. Um mm-hmm. it's not really a passing offense. You run the ball a lot. Um I was about to tell you because the people that don't just break Nah, the ball. for sure. I'm a, I'm a, yeah, for sure. You do, you don't you just run the ball a lot. I'm probably throwing max probably fourteen passes a game. Which is not a lot. Yeah. So that junior year we won a championship. I'm still feeling good because, you know, we won a championship. This the first championship in the school kind of history a little wow. bit. And that offseason, man, a lot of you not, like, I emailed every HBCU coach. What's up, coach? My name is Amir Hall, such and such. Um, this is my tape. I probably sent that to over, like, 20 schools. Like, I did my own recruitment for real. Like, mm-hmm. the coaches ran. The coach we had at the time, like, he was cool, but he really didn't, like, he didn't really, yeah, he didn't, he didn't really, like, like bring that what we needed to in order to expose yeah to get like proper exposure so i'm like i'm gonna do it myself so no office no stars no none of that my junior year none of that so you said you sent out about 20 hbcus was it only hbcus for you like did, oh did no you i'm always want to go it was it state? was a sprinkle so it was a okay. sprinkle of hbcus uh some schools like robin morris or like those d1 double a type jumps like that so it was, it. it was a little mixture of both for sure. So as you're sending out these, you're sending out these emails, not getting any response. What does that do to your mental then? It just adds another chip on my shoulder because this is now we talk about social media. This is when Twitter mm-hmm. start to get a get little, a little yeah. start to get a little interesting. People posting their offers like, I just got accepted into Alabama. I just got offered. So you mm-hmm. seeing that, you like, bro, like, oh my god, like. At this point, I just want a school to come visit me. Right. Like, I just want to come in and show love and, you know, just just talk to me. Right. You don't even got to offer me. Just come in and talk to me. Just, just let me know yeah, you see me. Yeah, I'm on your radar <laughs> type thing or something. I think everything yeah. else. Just let me know you see me. Yeah, so my junior year, um, our coach, he steps down, and we get a new coach, Coach C's, um, 
and he has a lot of connections. Okay. So he start really like we start seeing different schools at practice and, and stuff like that. Um, so that that helped out a lot. How sure. important is that? Um, because there's a there's still some parents who, right now, they're coming into the social media age of understanding. Mm. But how important is it to vet the coaches that are at these schools? Because, in your opinion, from being a former athlete, mm-hmm. uh, that says what are the connections that you 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 have that can help my child? Prime example: um, you said your dad could make a phone call, mm-hmm. right? It got you in into college. It got you into high school. All these different schools, and then we also are in a time where LeBron James is saying, "Bronny can go to any school because I can just make the phone straight call. up." So the question becomes, how important is it for parents? Do you believe, as a former athlete, to vet the head coaches that are behind these rosters? It's really, is man, it's. It's vital, mm-hmm. like it's essential, like all those words. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because you really, you really, you really want to put your kid in a perfect position just to, just to have it not only to win, but just to have an opportunity. That's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. Like you just want to have an opportunity out here to, to feel like you can go win somewhere. You right. know what I'm saying? So it's important for the parents to have those connections, or just somebody within the family right. aspect to have a look different connections to put you just to at least. Provides you with the opportunity, yeah. and you maximize what you do with the opportunity is all you, you. You know what I'm saying? But 100%. just the, the opportunity aspect is yeah. Because right. for me personally, it's, my it's dad, crucial. my dad, he was he was the cameraman, mm-hmm. right? Him and my little brother, they be out in the corner, they get there in advance, yeah. they block off the first three rows in the bleachers, yeah. and they didn't got the camera, and they back and yeah. forth. You understand? Know like it looked like ESPN was mm-hmm. there, and it was my daddy. Yeah, you feel me? every everybody playing a role. Exactly, everybody playing a role. Exactly, and so but with that at that point. Mm-hmm. We had to chop up our own footage or find somebody who yeah. was good at videography that could put together. And then we had to, in my day, be able to create our own DVDs. Yeah, for sure. And have uh, uh, those accounts and send those out. to. Yeah. And you had to get permission from the AD or the yeah. head coach. It was super hard in y'all It area. was harder for super, us. Super hard. You can post, y'all can post a highlight tape on social media right and now. Offer. And tag the people that yeah. you wanted to be honest. Yeah. And we didn't even get. Nah, for we real. We couldn't do none of that. Yeah. Like, they had to send a form mm. and then we had to sign off and it and the athletic director and the head coach or whoever was under mm-hmm. had to be able to say, we see this, Dang. we saw this, and then now you can you can I speak didn't to know this. that. Yeah, it like and, and then it by that time it was like you couldn't talk until right after your sophomore season. Mm. So you could get offered. Yeah. But you couldn't have communication right. until your junior year. Right. So it was a lot tougher for us. Yeah. Now, had we had these social medias and we could just, yeah. at that time, we were still arguing about who was in our top five for my space. Yeah. But let me not tell yeah. my age. Meanwhile, uh, so with that being said, yeah. so we're getting out of, okay, so you haven't been recruited. Nobody's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, Senior year, where do we, how do we land? Where do we go? Man, senior year, um, that summer, was real big. We, I'm I'm in a whole new offense, so I'm not in the wing team no more. I'm in a spread offense. You have I'm a able new to coach too. Yeah, I have a new coach, so I'm passing the ball. I'm able to showcase my game a little more. Um, so I'm in my bag. Okay. Uh, we having a great year. Um, we win another championship. So back to back. Yeah, we back to back with it. Okay. Um, still, my recruit like coaches are kind of still like basing my last year film off. Like they still don't. 
mm. know exactly what I can do again. And there's only so much your head coach can do. He can't like really like, hey, they can give you an offer. offer right. So with just his short span of time of him being there within that year, at least he provided the eyes, the coaches to come to practice and right. to come to the school to talk to us. So he he provided provided me with that for sure. It wasn't until like after we left the class after. They was really the one who reaped the reward. You know how you like leave school yeah. and then you yeah. come back, you be like, damn, they got this now, they got that now. You know what I'm saying? Like you like I had a lot of moments where I was just like, uh Yeah. But you was kinda like you had to you was the sacrifice like you had to you was the lamb we was that had the, to be we sacrificed. Was, we was the sacrificial lamb. Yeah. No no you know I'm saying for you. Yeah, we were the lamb. For the for the younger people to eat. So um and it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Some it's people love. still yeah, can't sure. get over the fact that they were the lambs. Yeah. But everybody has a lamb season. Exactly. So, yeah. And we was cool with that. And it, still, my little brothers, like, to this day, like, they went on to go to them Power 5 Big D1 schools nice. and to see them eat. So, yeah, seeing, yeah, we won another championship. And, yeah, it's just time to um, – recruitment is pretty open at this point. For you. For yeah, you. for me. So – how, what happened? What's the first movement after? Did anybody show up to the championship game? Any no. Schools? So mm-hmm. now, okay, you have two championships, black quarterback mm-hmm. at a private school. Yeah. Two coaches. Mm-hmm. You only played two years in high school. So you really only got two years of right. footage, technically. What do you do at this point? Um, I'm just kind of sitting back waiting. Um, I literally only have... Probably two offers. You remember from who? Oh yeah, for sure. Shepherd University in West Virginia. Okay. And Bowie State. Okay. Um, those I take a visit to Shepherd. <laughs> like my father is just so funny. Like I can just he just sit back and be like, <laughs> he know what school I'm going to the whole time. <laughs> like he got his mind made up, and I'm like, all right. So we go to Shepherd. They give me the rundown of everything. It's a cool little time. I know people from Shepherd. It's a winning school. All of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I go to Bowie. Bowie always had this stigma of like, it's like it's up the street from my house. Like I'm trying to get away. I'm trying to do all that. Yep. So I had my mind was made up. I'm like, I'm going to Shepherd. Yeah. Going to Shepherd. Yep. I'm on the website. I'm ordering my Shepherd hat, my signing day hat, hoodie, all of that. Like I know what I'm doing. And I remember like walking out of my room one day, and I like I think I, I don't know if I had the hat or I just told me and my father just started talking. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to Shepherd. He was like. Nah, you going to Bowie. I'm like, what you mean? Like, what you mean? has recycled his whole life. Yeah, like he, (laughs) I'm like, bro, like, I'm going to Bowie. I don't even know. I mean, I'm going to Shepherd. I don't even know what this Bowie, like, it's that whole Bowie, like, it's just up the street from your house. All your friends go there. Like, I'm trying to get away from the crib for real. And I feel like everybody that is an in-state somewhere feels like, yo, I've been around them all my life. I'd go up there if I felt like it. Nah, facts. That and PG. Yeah. Like, the main it was just thing. a, it was a, it was like a, in my head, it was a non-negotiable for me. I'm like, bro, I just can't, I just can't go to Bowie. And that feeling of, you see, not only at my school, but other people going to Indiana, Ohio State, that's in the back of my mind too. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, like, I'm trying to like play at that big, big level, big level. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, Yeah. I visit Bowie. Okay. We in like a negotiation room, I guess. My father's the head negotiator, of course. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I lead a room. Don't know what him and Coach uh Coach Wilson, Damian not, Wilson okay. talking about at the time. But my father makes another hell of a deal. And yeah. So you end up at Bowie. End up at Bowie. Okay. Now, I wanna I wanna paint this picture. Mm. Yeah. You 
the room you didn't want to be in, the first room, right? Mm-hmm. Now you're back in another room you don't want to be in. Another room. Another another party I don't even want to go to. It's, a, it's, it's, it's another room, another party. It's, All of that. It's, it's another car. Yeah. I ain't asked for this. Like, it's fully gas. Mm-hmm. It's waiting on you. For sure. And you like, no. Yeah. But when you get there, what happens freshman year? Ooh, freshman year, I had to, this is one of the biggest chips I had on my shoulder, like, in my life thus far. Um, first off, I'm kind of irritated and pissed I'm at Bowie. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm not at these big colleges that I want to be at. Um, but the first day on campus was amazing. I'm also with other people that are pissed off and irritated that they're at Bowie. But that was like that in the area. area. And you know what I'm saying? So we all, and Bowie wasn't like, we really, they, they really wasn't really winning. They haven't won a homecoming in like, Seven, it eight been, years. It, it been a while. It so my, been. my class was like, we was like that 2015 class. We mm-hmm. came in and swaggy like, man, we about to come in this joint and turn up for yeah, real. Like the yeah. football team not getting no respect. We like, nah. Yeah. Like, nah, this is this was not about to happen. So my freshman year is probably, I think, five or six quarterbacks in front of me. Sheesh. Um, carrying the ball back. Um, doing all the little freshman year stuff. Okay. Um, doing all of that. But while doing that, I'm going back in my room. I'm studying. Like, I'm studying, like, mm-hmm. football stuff. Like, my time going to come. Like, it's just going to come. And I'm just sitting back, just waiting, just paying my dues. You know what I'm saying? Just understanding, like, when that time come, like, I'm not looking back, back at, like, when it yeah. comes. So, freshman year was a, a real, like, it was just a, a humbling, a grounding year. It was, it was a year of me of just learning the campus, learning the people, learning my teammates, learning how to move as a, a young adult right. and playing quarterback. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, you're still at home. And I'm still at home, low-key. So you have a whole lot of distractions that you yeah. can get into yeah. because of the fact that you know the area. Right. But honestly, I'm just so proud of myself as far as, like, I didn't really indulge in that stuff. Like, a lot of parties and stuff. Like, people will tell you, like, my uh, roommates or people within our dorm, I stayed in uh, Canard. Okay. So shout out to all the Canard <laughs> <laughs> people, you know. I stayed in my dorm a lot. I wasn't. I wasn't outside. It was rare. It was rare because I was just should have been because Canard was the trenches. Yeah, nah. Home, at the time, at the t- <laughs> at, Canard was the trenches. Homes was Homes was like the lit well, part. Okay, yeah. yeah, okay, okay. Because you that. had that little area where people I used to that. post up at. For sure, but <laughs> I was inside like majority of, of that time. So, and I was really I was traveling with the team too. I was just geek just to travel, like just to soak up that college experiences. Right. You getting on a bus, right? All of that, I was just, I was so, like, I was so hungry the just meals. to be great my freshman year. Yeah. So I really, like, listened to my OGs and um, for the people that poured into me, I just stayed on their hip. Got it. Yeah. So I, so freshman year, you're not playing. Sophomore year, um, how many quarterbacks are still in front of you? Sophomore year, we had a, it's so many quarterbacks that got, uh, well, going into my sophomore year, I don't know if you remember. Yeah, you remember Nemo. Mm-hmm. Nemo Washington. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be the starter wow. that sophomore year. But something happened with his knee. And other quarterbacks from my freshman year, they were seniors, so they had left. So that sophomore year, it was really supposed to be Nemo's, like, coming out party. Wow. Um, and he ended up, unfortunately, he gets hurt. That was, that was like, my dog, too. Like, yeah. he was, like, really, like, off no hay and none good of that. Do. Yeah, good dude. Yeah, like, he taught me a lot of stuff. So... Regardless if it was me or him playing, mm-hmm. we just wanted to see the team win. win. Of course, we had our individual stuff we wanted to accomplish, but right. man, that dude was somebody I looked up to that can like really like, yeah, he helped me out with a lot of stuff. So he gets hurt, 
I'm nervous as hell. Like, I'm the starter <laughs> now. Because everybody's thinking, like, Nemo is, like, the quarterback coming into it, even the team. Wow. So, all eyes is on me for real. Like, and I remember this. People like, damn, like, Nemo got hurt. I don't know. We got this young dude. I'm still a freshman, kind of. Okay. I haven't got any college experience. Right. So, that first game of the year, it was a lot. It was a lot. Uh, What's the emotions? Just not trying to the team now. Like, <laughs> Like, I got to go back and deal with it. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, I'm just trying to, the expectations we had, because coming off the, uh, we my freshman year, we went to the championship. I got you. So, we lost, but that was the first year, like, in Bowie history, like, dang, like, these dudes went to the championship, campus was live, like, people mm. started, like, reaching out, mm. showing love. Yep. And that, so, that following year, that expectation was set. So, that, that first game, it was a lot of emotions going on. Um but I, I really handled it. I feel like I handled it like a like a G for real. Like yeah. ended up we lost by three points, but we I put up forty nine points. But I was so caught up of us losing the game. I'm in my dorm room, but I'm getting texts from people like throughout campus mm-hmm. on the team. Like, dang, young boy, like really. And I think I had like broke a record that game too. I mean, it was like every season. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so at that point, we was just like Amir did what? Oh. Yeah. Add it to the book. But I'm still I'm still focused on losing it. Like, we lost, though. Mm. And it's the first game. Like, Jeez, it's a whole lesson in Yeah, that. I'm not even, like, my mind is right. I'm not even thinking about, damn, I just threw for six touchdowns and threw for all these yards and all mm-hmm. that. I'm not even thinking about that. I'm thinking about us taking the L. Right. But it's like people kind of forgot about the L and was, like, looking at me like, damn, bro, like, you did this, you did that. All like, right. we about to be nice. Like, we about to be cool. So sophomore year, I do my thing. Um, Man, we go... We go back to the championship. Okay. Go back to the championship. Yeah, it was like it was a back to back to back to back to back situation. Oh that was happening. man, it, it was insane. It, it was a, it was a build build character season for sure. It wasn't until okay, homecoming, my sophomore year. Okay. Virginia State, we had the career with it. We haven't beat V State, and it's always a battle with them. People mm-hmm. have been telling me about the rivalry and stuff before I get to campus, and I think that was the game that solidified the rest of my career, like. People really like. What did you, what now? When you say it did that, how how do you associate it with? Like what happened? Oh, it was just like it was homecoming. Mm-hmm. You know how homecoming is. Yeah, homecoming at the HBCU is different. It's different. It's different. It's different. It's V State. They are rivals. If we we ha- don't win no other game. Yeah, and we can't. <laughs> you better yeah. win an HBCU nah, homecoming game. And we can't even go out that night. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. We can't go out that night, like as a football team, like even like that's really a rule, like we can't go out. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, nah, <laughs> nah, man. Something gotta come out of I this. I said nah. So it was a battle, like that game. It was a lot of adversity in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we was down probably like by two touchdowns at halftime. Okay. But then like coming out of half, like I just started cooking up, like myself and the team, like we really like. They got behind me, and we just started, like, man, we did our thing, and we ended up winning. And then I think I made, like, certain plays within that game, mm-hmm. like, just tough adversity plays. Like, yeah. people was like, oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah. man. And then I got in the locker room, and one of the coaches, named Coach Coleman, like, he just came up to me. He was like, hey, man, you got my, like, you got my respect, like, fully. I ain't told you, but this is the, yeah. <laughs> he ended up taking a picture with me yeah. and all that. I'm like, oh, this ain't crazy, so. The guy who didn't want to be in the room is now the room. Yeah, for sure. So after that game, it was like, this is my team now. This is like, this is like the crib. Like, this yeah. Is, so, and it's probably the, I don't know if you recognize this or 
but this is probably the first room or team that you felt like was yours. Oh, oh yeah, probably. I mean, other than my junior, junior year at Riverdale, a little bit, but yeah, but like first, like yeah, for this sure. My assignment, this nah, my responsibility, for sure. Okay, so we so sophomore now junior year, senior year. Yeah. You have a great memory, by the way. Like, dang. I'm like, dang, you breaking it down. Like, going by, I'm like, dang. I mean, listen, it's, it's when when you, I love stuff like this because everybody's story should be told, but it has to be, have, it has to make sense yeah, in general. Right. Um, But the senior year that you put on is insane. Uh, I actually had an opportunity to witness a lot of your senior year. Mm. Uh, and we all, we, I mean, at the start yeah. of the season, we all said Amir going to the league, Amir <laughs> going to the league, Amir going to the league. Yeah. Now, at this time, too, which is something that I think is very, very key to point out. Yeah. You also have been coined a name <laughs> that <laughs> resonates with another great black quarterback yeah. from Alcorn. Mm-hmm. By the name of Steve Air McNair, mm-hmm. right. and they started to call you Amir Air Hall. Yeah, it was a bunch of different names. It was a surgeon, all types of stuff. I never, yeah, like, yeah it was. You, a, you had a lot of different names, but yeah. the one Air, yeah, hearing that mm-hmm. and being associated because it's two black quarterbacks. Yeah, for sure. How did that make you feel, especially in the college room? Because we loved Steve McNair, especially. Yeah, but. For you to get that name, how did you ever feel like you had to live up to it after that point? Nah, I didn't really pay it. I didn't really pay it no mind. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, you know, shout out God rest his soul to Steve yeah. McNair. Like, yeah, I didn't really pay it no mind. My biggest mission, what I tell people all the time, it was never like about me. Like going to Bowie and doing all that stuff. Like it was always bigger than me. Mm-hmm. I used to tell people that, like, yeah, the stuff I'm doing is cool. It's exciting. It's great. But it was ultimately for like to set up the younger guys to show them like just to inspire them and to motivate not only the people on the team but the campus. Right. Like you know what I'm saying. Like people aren't going to buoy games lit right. like that. I ain't gonna hold you. Love. you revitalize the campus. I ain't gonna just say you, but love. Yeah. You revitalize the campus. Yeah. Okay? Like, like it was a lot like of people that won't showing up to games. Yeah. It's like people that got I don't know. It's like they got used to losing or something. Like nah. Like so it was it was always like it was for that aspect. So I never felt the weight of those individual expectations. And we still haven't won a championship yet. So it's like, it's it's a lot more work to be done. So, nah, I never really uh, paid it no mind for real. So in your senior year, and of course, like you said, y'all haven't won, but y'all visited basically mm-hmm. these yeah. atmospheres. Um, dive into your senior year. What's, what's the mentality from the first day? It's like, you know, when you in high school and you like, you finally a senior mm-hmm. and you got that swag on you. Like, man, I'm a senior, get the... Leave school early. Yeah, I, I wasn't really trying to leave. Um, yeah, school because yeah, child, we had great days. Yeah, <laughs> nah, but you, yeah, time. you got yeah. that like you just got that swag, that yeah. that energy on you. Like yeah. man, I'm a senior now. Yeah. Like yeah, I got some pull. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? I'm, I got some motion with me. So yeah. it was that like I had that quiet confidence about myself, okay. and I knew like going into the, my last year, like what we was going to do. Um, we had a press conference over the summer about, you know, when the teams get together preseason and they, you all go, I think we went to like Virginia and you just talk about the season mm-hmm. and all the other teams there. Mm-hmm. And it, it was the championship trophy there. And I had seen it 
Man, I had picked that joint up and I had kissed it. I'm like, bro, we gonna win this joint like this year. Shout out to Breon Hagens, the director of championships over there. He uh, yeah, big love to him. Sure, y'all got some nice. Nah, stuff. for sure. So seeing the trophy, going like after we left the event, man, I went back and was just like, man, we put in so much work that summer. Like that mm-hmm. summer was crazy. Um, and then my senior year, man. Yeah, we, we do our thing. We hit some adversity like midway through the year, but we ended up getting back in the championship. And then, um, you know, we lost back to back to back. Like, it was, we it just was, had was, endless, yeah. yeah, endless L's in the chip it game. We get so. to the day, and then everybody be like, but they can't win. They can't finish yeah. the deal. But I, I just knew we would win. And that night before the game, I think our coach had, like, he had said, he had, like, quoted something. I can't remember the exact Bible verse or something like he used like the number seven was completion. It is. And that was our seventh time throughout their history, like going back to the game. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, I'm like, oh yeah, we definitely not losing. Like, <laughs> it's, it's super written. So man, JC, I get to the game. Like I'm not even talking to nobody. Like I'm just like. Zoned out. I'm just zoned out. Like I'm about to like really put the team on my back and we not losing. So hey, God willing, we end up winning. Mm-hmm. First championship in school history. Yep. And um. It meant a lot for real, like just yeah. seeing um, our coaches that been there for years, mm-hmm. seeing the people I came in with in my class, like, mm-hmm. like dang, like we the we the first class to do it, like yeah. dang, we did it. So just seeing that, and then seeing the university, I think this was Doctor Bro. This one like first or second, yeah, year like she president. lit like, as a president, yeah, so yeah, we yeah. she coming into the year like super <laughs> yeah, swaggy, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah, that was that was. I think a it's moment. interesting because this entire time as we've been talking. You've never said anything that directly reflected you. Oh, no. Everything was about how can everybody else win and I'm maybe a part of it. Yeah, for sure. And I think because for me, and I'm not sure what the audience may get out of it, but Mm -hmm. I think for me personally, hearing the ability for you to say, I just want to be the person that can be a part of it, but I want us to win, mm-hmm. speaks to the character of why your father said quarterback. Yeah, most definitely. Because now, the entire time, like as a corner, you're dependent on every other motion. Yeah, for sure. As a wide receiver, every other motion. Yeah. There's no other position in football that does not move without the quarterback. No, nah, most definitely. And, you, and so he's like, all right, so nobody's gonna give you an opportunity. I'm mm-hmm. gonna make the call, but you still gotta do the job. Right. You go and you do the job for sure in various places mm-hmm. and still say, okay, I gotta be the movement, but I just need y'all to know that y'all can trust the movement. Nah, for sure. That's insane to me. Yeah. And and so at the end of the season, um, and this is at the time where Coach Wilson also is still developing over a, a space of relationships. Yeah. And, um scouts are starting to come to the school man because of you yeah so talk about how it was playing in front of nfl scouts oh it was it was fun they used to um i think it was like and you know shout out to all the former people before me like uh not me a couple of people on my old line like those guys oh Kari lee mm-hmm. uh oh like it was it was a, a lot of people Ocho, you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah. doug like all those yeah. guys like they they had scouts come to practice too. Like I was the only one, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but nah, it was it was a joy to see. Like you come to practice. It used to be a lot, like my senior year. Like, it would be like probably like four or five scouts in the office. 
and I might, I be knocked out. Like I be, <laughs> I be sleeping in my dorm note, and Wilson would call me and be yep. like, "Yeah, we got the Browns here, we got the Chargers here," and I'd be like, "Got to hurry up, go over there." We had, we had, we had, uh, we had low on as well. Yeah, and he spoke about that, and he said uh, that the Jets came to see him, and he asked him what time did he get up, and he said that he had just got up when he called, and he said, "Yeah, you can't play for me." Yeah, like. It's all man. And that was at eight AM and he was like, Because the kid that's at Alabama mm-hmm. Alabama or wherever else, they've been up since five. Yeah. And he was like, You can't play for me. So for you, you was like, all right, let me just yeah. get over here. Yeah, shout out to Delano too. That's, that's my, my dog. Yeah, hey, for sure. Shout out to Delano. hundred percent. So just seeing like man going in them rooms and then they 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 talking to you, they doing all that, it was like, ain't like I'm here and then you Couple hours later, they be at practice on the sideline, just critiquing every little thing that you're doing, your mannerisms, how you move with your teammates, and you almost had to like be at practice and like tune them out, like they wasn't at practice, because you you constantly looking over this, mm-hmm. um, you can kind of like lose your edge like mentally, because you just you looking ahead too much instead of just being you. You know, when you're not being you, you you off track, you off balance, you getting really tricked out of your position. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, but it it was fun seeing them, man. It was it was it was it was dope. For sure. So I'm gonna ask you. A lot of people say that you can't get recruited from an HBCU mm. to go to the league. What's your opinion on that? Mm. I got mixed feelings on that. It's a give me the feelings. I need them. I need the feelings because again, you got compared to a very high individual. Yeah, that we saw and almost and, and of course to put even more perspective in it at a time where black athletes were only celebrated right. at HBCUs. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no, you're going to Alabama, you're going to Oregon, you're going to uh, anywhere, right? Yeah. That was a PWI. It was, they came to the black college to see the black player, like a Doug Williams. Nah, for sure. Grambling. So, nah, for sure. So, what is that, what is at what is your opinion on being able to get to the league from a D2? Well, well, first and foremost, I think you still can go to the league from a D2 and an HBCU, mm-hmm. but it's just the amount of exposure. And, like, what we, we talked about it kind of earlier, like, just somebody that connect that can kind of give you the opportunity. Mm-hmm. This person or that person, this person or this person, boom. Mm-hmm. Like, just getting you in front of their eyes so they can see it. And then, you know, as long as – you get an opportunity to get in front of their eyes, like you can make it happen for mm-hmm. sure from a D two or a HBCU. So I, I fully believe, you know, you can still. It's just about the stuff that go on behind the scenes, mm. uh, the the connections, the who you really like, really connected with to put you in a position. Yeah. So no, I, still, it's, I believe it can happen for sure. And I, and I, I wanted to get your opinion on it because mm-hmm. you you were high on the total yeah. goal coming from out of an HBCU. Yeah. Um, and so, okay, you graduate. Mm-hmm. Graduate early. Yes. Got a degree. Got a degree. A lot of athletes don't finish. Mm-hmm. You did. Yeah. Okay, so now we leave out of this, but you did get some opportunities to try out, or did you not get tried oh, out no, as it was far a, as NFL is concerned? Yeah, so I knew after you know, going into my senior year, like, look, I need to take, I think I took like, I forgot how many credits. I took like four. I forgot how many credits that is. But I took four classes over that summer because mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to graduate in the fall so I can have the spring just to like train and go to the league or attempt to go to the league. Um, so I graduate. Literally, I don't even like really celebrate my graduation. I'm just so focused on trying to 
get to the get league. to the league. So, um, literally, probably a day after graduation, I'm on a flight to LA. It's time to train. Um, I'm at Kobe facility. Uh, at the time, it was called Mama Sports Academy. Now it's just called Sports Academy, Academy, just off the strength of his death. Um, but yeah, I'm in LA and I'm starting to train for the draft. Uh, I have a couple uh, workouts. Um, probably I can't even remember the teams, but just different teams and stuff. So um, yeah, that was a grueling process, but. It was cool. Talk a little bit about the process of what you can talk about. Um, did Bowie help prepare you for to be in front of those places or those or those coaches? Honestly, I think it did. Um, Coach Wilson did a, a good job of me, a good job of like really how you should move as a man, not only as a man, but you the quarterback of this university, like all lies is on you. So mm-hmm. understanding how to properly talk to people, how to treat people. Um, and even I used to see it like throughout campus of what I used to see of what not to do mm-hmm. and take Facts. that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so subconsciously, a lot of people taught me a lot of stuff that they didn't even like that constantly. Yeah. Did. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Gotcha. So just seeing that, but not nah, Bowie prepared. I, they, they, they prepared me for sure. So now, okay. We get to drive, we get to combine all these different things that pass through. Mm hmm. That gray area, what happens in between that gray area of do you do you get a call? Do you not get a call? Do you get a tryout? What yeah. happens? So to kind of take it back just a little bit, I had an all-star game I was playing in, in LA. Okay. It was at the Rose Bowl. Okay. Um it was people from different like like power five schools. Like it was some like some heavy hitters for sure. Okay. And it was a lot of scouts there as well, um, to like kind of, you know, just showcase your talent in general. I don't play in that game. Like, I'm on a bench probably. I, I get in for a series, but I'm handing the ball off. I get one pass throughout the whole game. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so you're there to showcase, but you don't get a chance to show. Yeah, because my, my coaches is like, it's the politic thing. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's stuff like you can't control for real. So when that happened to me, it's a lot of, like, different emotions, like, but I'm getting a little taste of what the league might look like, but I'm just not knowing it at the time. Mm. But just that feeling of like, like, damn, I want to like put on from people and showcase like, to show people at Bowie like, damn, you can make this happen. Like you can make plays and you can be on a bigger level. So essentially you go back on this roller coaster again where it's like you're back at Bowie, Bowie High School. For sure. Because you knew you could play. Mm-hmm. You knew you had the talent. You knew nah, you for could sure. lead. Now you've actually shown that you can. You have the evidence over a four years period of time, a three year period of time. Mm-hmm. Bowie. So you're now going back into the Rose Bowl and you're saying, hold on, how did I get back to Bowie High School? Nah, for sure. So now with that, mm-hmm. what's your mental like? What are you? What's your thoughts? What are you thinking at this point? Man, it's a it's a whirlwind of thoughts. Like it's like, dang, I was just all this and not to even think of myself like that, but I was just doing all this and not even get a like a chance of opportunity, like right. it's a, that opportunity word, right. like it kind of hit. Less when my mental was kind of like just all over the place, like bruh, like what? Yeah. Like I'm not even thinking straight. Um, it's it's just a man. I don't know. Your your head can be all over the place, but you talk about that gray area. So fast forward to the draft. Um, watching the draft by myself, didn't really want to watch it with family. Really, don't get no calls. Don't even get no trial. No nothing. Um, my agent don't know nothing. He not. Doing nothing. Uh, 
and I'm in that space, and it's a space of like people is kind of waiting on me to like, yo, where you going? Where you going? Like, where right. we going? Like, right. I don't even know where we going. Going. Like, right. going. Like, I'm in the crib right now. I'm chilling. So it was like a feeling of like, damn, like I didn't let some people, like let some people down. Mm -hmm. Um, people thinking like I was gonna be in a a certain a certain level in my life, mm -hmm. um, and not being able to get to that level, like it was tough, man. Like I literally, once the draft was over, I went back to Riverdale, sat in the stands and just cried, like cried wow. crazy, like like man, I didn't put in so much work, and then like for God to be like. I was looking at God like, bro, what are you doing no up there, bro? Like, what you mean? They put in a lot of OT for this. Yeah. So, um, but I didn't let, like, it was just a lot, man. It was just like, a, just felt like real disappointed. Um, but yeah. Who was the people that you felt you let down the most by not getting to this pinnacle? Um, My teammates. Just really wanted them to like, because you know, when you go to Bowie, like you don't got a lot of like, People like kind of small minded, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? They don't like really dream big. And I kind of, I feel like I let them down of not being able to achieve that goal. And then just for them being able to see that mm -hmm. so they can have their own dreams and goals, whether that be football, academically, just whatever you wanted to do in your life. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like I let them down. I ask that question because every athlete goes through this space where we carry weight that was never assigned to us. Mm -hmm. uh, I said it because personally, I felt like, now, you would have made way more money than me <laughs> going into, because I came going into WNBA. Our CBA don't even align with what you're yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, But the, the, the space of, even though we both, take back to the beginning, started both parents in the house, mm -hmm. was really no financial constraints that we knew of. Yeah. Everybody went, did what they wanted to do. But our thought process was always, I got to get my parents out of this situation. No, nah, for sure. No matter what the situation was. Yeah. And so it comes down to a space where I asked you that question because I had a strong feeling you wasn't going to say you let yourself down. Because we never think about us first. No, nah, never. We're always thinking. Never. Everybody else, moms took, a, took off work, dad took off work. Everybody showed up to record videos. Then you got your teammates, you got the fans, you got the stands, yeah. you got the all these other people. We super lads, like, and we, we never look at yeah, ourselves. Yeah, now nah, we super. I put myself like. When were you forced to look at you? Um, I think I had a conversation with my brother-in-law. Um, went to his house, and uh, we just sat and talked. Uh, and he was in a film space at the time. Mm -hmm. And I did a little bit of filming throughout school, but I really never like paid it no mind. Um, and he sent me now. He like, look, see if it goes one or two ways. Like, you either going like go keep trying to trying to do the lead stuff, or you can come with me and you know try this film thing. And like, you already know a bunch of people. Like, we can turn up for real. And he played football at a uh, he played football at a high level at a, a D one level. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until him like I like like just sat down with myself and was like, dang, what you want to do, bro? Like, what, what we doing? It wasn't until probably, I think it was probably like three months after the draft. That was the time. And then one other time I had to work out with the uh, the commanders now. Mm -hmm. um, I had to work out with them. Dog, I had like the night before the workout, I didn't like, I wasn't drinking water. I was just on vibes in that joint. I'm in the <laughs> hotel room. Like, 
I'm like, bruh. You have checked out completely. I have checked out. Like, I'm not preparing or none of that. And yeah. I get to the I get to the workout, JC, and I freaking like I dog that. Like I just my pat like I'm just looking like somebody who's never played quarterback before. And they pull me to the side, like, yo, you good? Like, I'm like, man, I don't know. I don't know if I ain't even wanna do this. It's it's crazy you say that because there's a level of depression that we don't necessarily try to associate it with that word. Mm-hmm. Every athlete, I don't at this point, uh, it used to be a percentage with it, but now mm-hmm. I say it all the time. A hundred percent of athletes go through depression at least once. Mm-hmm. There's not forty six percent like the original stat was forty six percent, okay, after they've stopped playing sports. But there's a depression space yeah. that you go to even after even while playing. Yeah. And then especially after not playing. For sure. At that spot when you're done, you tapped out do you think you tapped out because it didn't feel the same? Because it was like, my name didn't get called. I don't think it's going to mean the same. Like, at this point, what, for what? I just got tired of the runaround, like, the dealing with the league. Like, okay. the league is like, you got to know somebody. or you got. I just got really tired of just people, like, telling me they're going to give me an opportunity. Mm-hmm. You call them back, like, yo, that's the opportunity. Mm-hmm. So we talked about it. Or they don't answer the phone. phone. So I got tired of just the run around, like, yeah, I think it was that piece. That yeah. was the main part. Like, man, people just like, you gotta really like with your life at the end of the day, you gotta make plays and cook up stuff, certain stuff for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So So what's the so okay, now we get to the space of let's go filming. Mm-hmm. Football's done. You you have to go into a different space. You're forced to go and do something different. Yo, it's it's so crazy, right? And you talk about like growing up, how it was just environment, right? Mm-hmm. But growing up, I honestly, I I was binge watch movies like all day. Yeah. In college, I would do the same thing with just different TV shows or something like. And then I had like a little internship with my brother-in-law while I was at school filming. Wow. So. It's like God be like working, like He know what He doing ways. for real. But you just so like you just focus on all this other stuff, mm-hmm. um, and like, like really to be honest with you, like you, I think you asked me the question earlier, like of what, like did you always wanted to play football? Mm-hmm. You just surrounded by it, but in reality, like I never really wanted like. That wasn't like when I got to Bowie. That wasn't my main mission was to go to the league. I really just wanted Bowie just to be on and we be lit. And have a good career. I wasn't even really thinking about the league. Wow. It just ha- it just happened that way. Wow. Um, so God knew, like, man, you really don't even want to play football for real. Like, I just wanted to play football for the the perks. Hey, the perk get that bread. <laughs> I'm like, look, and you probably gonna be doing something else with the money. Man, JC, look, I'm like, look, I can sit on the sideline for ten years, and be a backup <laughs> in the league. You know what I'm saying? Get paid a couple racks. Like, I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? But God you was paying at that point. Yeah, like I'm chilling, and I'm still. But look, yeah. but but look at how we mm-hmm. are okay with diminishing our capacity. Oh, for sure. For money. Yeah, for sure. Because it's like, all right, I made it, and the 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 whole thought process was, if you make it, yeah, they respect you. Yeah, and I was doing it for like other people, like like I really I to go back to the Rose Bowl game. It was the first day of practice. It was raining hard as the mug. Mm-hmm. It's cold. And you think we in Cali? I'm like, it's supposed to be sunny, and I'm like, right. I'm on the field, like, and with my helmet, like, oh, bro, like, why am I here? And then after practice, you got team meetings, 
You got like you're not even like really seeing like getting back to it. You're not even really seeing a social life. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. Um, you getting back to your room and it's just time to go to sleep. So it became a job again. Yeah, it became like it, it stopped being fun. It stopped. Right. I like really stopped being like football. Literally stopped being fun. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And when I picked up that camera, that's when kind of that fun like it, it, it kind of came back. For and sure. so now, so now you own your own videography photography production company yes ma'am um called good for six yeah good for six productions tell the six part so the, I know the six. yeah yeah the six i wore number six in uh college and you know when you score a touchdown in football uh you get you receive six points mm -hmm. um and i think how i came up with it is like to achieve those points you gotta you gotta drive the length of the field you're gonna go through some adversity you're gonna you're gonna mistakes gonna happen to the point where, like, you might try to people tap out before they even reach the end zone. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's where the six kind of comes from. It's like just overcoming adversity, uh, just crossing that end zone, and yeah. you prospering. You know, get a little celebration when you get that six points. So that's where the six came from. Well, I, I'm going to go ahead and kind of reclassify it because you also are shooting sports. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So now the six points are still being accumulated by you. Mm-hmm. Because you're shooting in the end zones. Hey, I appreciate that. For sure. Yeah. So, so now, what is the joy like? You've gone through all these phases. Mm -hmm. You're actually being walked indoors without even having to prove as much as you did as an athlete. Yeah. Now, as a skilled photographer. Yeah. You've even gone and shot for your alma mater now. Yeah, for sure. What is it? What is the feeling like? Not playing football anymore, but still being around sports as a photographer. Man, it's 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 fun. It's fun. You kind of get to like sit back and actually enjoy and watch the game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Um, I study the ver yeah, versus like being in that joint. But honestly, like shooting different guys, like my guys that play in the league now, going to where they they might have a, a private workout somewhere, being Miami training. Like I really get to see the, the joy. Really comes from seeing their careers. Like I gotta. Shout out to my dog Zach Pascal playing in the Super Bowl Let's next do week. It. Let's do it. Film, filming him, it's been it's been amazing because I seen his process mm -hmm. um, since the beginning. So just being behind the camera and just seeing where he's at now, about yeah. to get get this ring, right? It's it's like it, that's where the joy comes from. Is really like seeing people or whoever I film like win at the end of the day and being a part of that journey. Like, and honestly too, like doing the shadow work with myself. Like, like who am I really? You know what I'm saying? Without the camera or without mm -hmm. the football space, like that's what I find the joy from is just taking the time out for self, putting myself first. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's where the joy comes. Especially from. since the whole career was built off of making everybody yeah. else cool. So you finally are still dealing. Man, with I finally you. get to I get to kick it with you. Go ahead, <laughs> reflect a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh man. You know what I'm saying? That's no. what it. Like just talking about releasing this this good energy, yeah. you know what I'm yeah. saying? That's where the joy comes yeah. from for sure. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, I've, like I've I've tried to find revelations in every pod that I've I've done, and I'm gonna just go ahead and say it. Um, even though you didn't think you was gonna make it to the league because it wasn't the overall thought process, you still made it to the league. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm still at the league for you sure. Still yeah. made it to the league, and so when they tag you in those photos. Mm -hmm. Still in end zones. You might not be throwing, you know, forty mile an hour balls like. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, for sure. 
you still shooting with 40 millimeter millimeter yeah lenses. talk that yeah talk that you know? <laughs> so you know i think i think the overall direction of being able to understand the sport by being an athlete and now saying okay well how would i have wanted this to be if mm. this was my situation and still being able to still lead yeah still quarterbacking from the still still quarterbacking and that that quarterbacking is like you can be the quarterback of whatever business you own or whatever you do in life like you you the quarterback you know what i'm saying you running you running your offense essentially so just playing quarterback man it really like built you for some stuff like we talked about it before you know the camera started rolling yeah um you know you're gonna have to everybody else get paid first and then you the last one to get paid Mm-hmm. So just man, really just being a quarterback of your life and really like, and p- actually playing a position, it really man, it built me for where I'm at now. Yeah, cause you getting paid now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Bro, this has been great. Nah, for sure. This, this is this thank is, you for having me this again. This has been great. Um, I learned a lot. Yeah, I'm sure our listeners have learned a lot. Um, uh, before we get out of here, if you can leave anybody with anything, what would you say? Hey, what would I say? I mean, definitely, um, you know, well wishes to anybody watching this on your journey. Just know that you're going to go through some adversity in your life. And just know if you keep going and uh, persevering through that, like you're going to come out on the other side as a new person and you're just going to start to appreciate life more. You're going to start to enjoy life more. So, yeah, just, you know, just shout out to everybody that's doing their thing out there. Yeah. And, um, and just to keep going. So, Listen. It's after the season for a reason, okay? And uh, there's life afterwards. Go figure out your life, and then once you find it, hope to be seeing you sitting next to me and we can talk about it, all right? For sure. Until next time, we're out of here.